Thank you for queuing up the podcast. Before we jump into this episode, did you know that I am the author of a number of books, 16 of them as a matter of fact, and my most recent book is called The Power of Affirmations and Positive Self-Talk. And if you don't already have a copy, I encourage you to get one because in it, I'd share a little bit of my personal story and the role that affirmations have played in my life. I go into detail about why affirmations and positive self-talk are so powerful. I give you a lot of best practices and then several pages filled with the most powerful affirmations on a variety of topics. The book is available in paperback and ebook formats on Amazon in more than a dozen countries, pretty much anywhere that books are sold online. And if you'd like to get an autographed copy, along with a copy of one of our music CDs, there's a link in the show notes to learn more about that. Again, the power of affirmations and positive self-talk. You just might find it to be another great resource to inspire and empower you. And now, enjoy the rest of this episode. Using affirmations to build a million-dollar business. I bet that may have gotten your attention. Welcome to the Affirmation Meditation Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 15, and I am your host, Bob Baker, author of The Power of Affirmations and Positive Self-Talk, as well as many other titles. On this episode, I shift gears a little bit and feature an interview with my friend Anthony Hilb. And this is a good one because in it, he explains how he built his business over the course of uh, the last four or five years in particular to gross $1 million in uh, the year 2020. And I believe that was actually double of what he did in just the previous year. And he attributes it to the use of a lot of mindset tools and principles, especially affirmations. So pull up a chair because I think you're going to enjoy this one. In the interview, Anthony references a program that I created called the 21-Day Abundance and Money Attraction Brain Boost. And so if you're curious about that, I've got a link to it in the show notes. It's quite affordably priced at just $20 for the download. And you can sample parts of it for free just by going to the link again in the show notes. So enjoy this interview with Anthony, and I'll talk to you again real soon on the next episode. So on the line with me right now is my friend, Anthony Hilb. Hi, Anthony. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Bob? I'm doing fantastic. Now, I know you, uh, we've been friends for a while. We're going we're gonna to chat a little bit about here how we know each other and how we came to know each other initially. And then I'm really looking forward to diving in because you reached out to me, I don't know, several weeks ago and offered to, uh, to share a success story about your business and how affirmations and meditation and some other things that you put into practice were uh, kind of responsible for that. And so I, I, there's, I know there's a, there's a great story here. I only know a little bit about it. So I'm going to discover it along with everyone else listening here. Um, but you and I go back a number of years. In fact, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you first discovered me or we first got to know each other through the books that I used to publish on music marketing when, when, when you were in a band, right? That's right. That's right. Do you, do you remember kind of what years that would have been? Uh, that was in 2007. Okay. And I found you on a Google search. I was searching how to promote our music, and we found Gorilla Music Marketing Handbook. 
That is so cool. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. I think uh, a lot of people that follow me on my podcast and, and on YouTube, maybe some, some of them don't even know that I'm, I uh, have published books for many years or that my, uh, my original like niche area or topic was music marketing kind of geared for independent artists like you were then. And so that's how you discovered me. And then I can't, I'm trying to remember if it was several years ago or it wasn't quite 10 years ago. Is it I'm you, you and your wife, Nicole were in St. Louis cause you live in Indiana. I get right. That's where you're, yes, that's where you so are. What, what's, what's the city again? We're in Bloomington, Indiana. Okay, cool. But you guys were in St. Louis, maybe for a music that folk music conference or something, or I don't, I can't remember why you were passing through town. But yeah, and then we scheduled a meeting. Yeah, I met with you and at a just visiting. So my aunt and and uncle lived there. Okay, that was that was it. That was before your child was born. Yes, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was in 2012 or 13. Okay, 2012, and then yeah, Andrew was born in 2016. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so so we so so we met, I guess, yeah, when you were still pursuing music, and then uh, you. Oh, yeah, and also you. We just, but before I hit the record button, we you pointed out that uh, or reminded me that you had uh, published a book sometime after that, and I gave you a nice blurb for it, and uh, and you and wanted I followed to, your complete system on how to write a book. That is so it, cool. It was, yeah, it was brilliant. I mean, you laid it out exactly how to publish your own book. I loved that. I've also published books on how to publish books and market. Yeah, them. <laughs> I've done a lot of stuff over the the years. But what I think, I, what the thing I appreciate about you and our relationship, Anthony, is that you've kind of followed me. I mean, you initially found me through by searching for music marketing advice, which was my niche topic. But as I expanded and started writing books for authors and books for creatives, and then when I made this really crazy transition uh, into you know affirmations and guided meditations on YouTube, you you kind of like followed right along, like. We're, we were we were we're on the same wavelength um, as far as our uh, interests. So I really appreciate that about you. Not that a lot of people abandoned me, but I think I know that not everyone followed me from the music marketing crowd, and I have a whole new audience, you know, on YouTube. But so I appreciate the fact that you've been there through all of that. Oh yeah, I've I've loved it. and congratulations with the following now with with that with the affirmations with YouTube. Yeah, it's over two hundred. I would like two hundred four thousand as I record this uh, subscribers and, and more than a million views across the entire channel every month. That's it's amazing. Just, yeah, it's it boggles my mind, and and um, it just gets growing all the time. And so, yeah, it just feels so good to make an impact in that way with so many people. Um, but you and then um, we've stayed in we've stayed in touch. A couple of years ago, I did a program on abundance, which is based on a uh, uh, something that I released a few years ago called the Twenty One Day Abundance money attraction brain boost <laughs> i love that it's a mouthful uh, but i know you did that program we also did a little yeah for a short period i was coaching you so but you um even though i'm sure you still love music uh what describe the business that you started uh and when how long ago was that you have your own business now which we're going to be focusing on and just tell me a little bit about that yeah i mean i was still pursuing music even by 2010 2011 And I had some invitations to go to Nashville, one to go to LA to play drums, but Mm. you know, my business mind took over and I thought, you know what, I've always been doing landscape and lawn work. It was also the lifestyle with music. Uh, I I was, I was ready to throw it in on that. I didn't want to go on tour or anything, even though I love it. But yeah, so I started in 2011. I was actually looking for 
for a job to work for someone else and was having trouble. Cause if you remember the economy was kind of still tough in 2010 and 11 yeah, and instantly I started getting landscape work uh, just as an individual. And I was out of a, out of a minivan with a push mower. Well, wow. So you started off like this, like just mowing people's lawns. Right. And then yeah, it expanded as people had more landscaping needs. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't have the money for, I, I had to use those hand shears as a weed eater. Cause I couldn't, I didn't have the money for a weed eater and I'd bring a broom with me. So, you know, to get the grass off of driveways and sidewalk, I'm using a broom. Oh my God. So, so how, how long did, was that like a solo? And it started off probably as a part-time thing and it's obviously grown. We're going to talk about the impressive way that it's grown, but how, how long or how many years or months or whatever, was it like a solo? It's just you doing all of the work as a, you know, from, independent. Yeah. From 2011 to 2014. And then I got a job in, as an office manager, just working in an office for two years. And then from 2016, started it back up again by myself. And then later that summer in 2016, we hired one part-time employee. And then same for 2017, it was like two part-time employees. Okay. And then in 2018, it started to blossom a little bit more and we had a few more employee still grueling years though those early years yeah so that so that's just five years ago that you had the first person besides yourself uh who came on who came on board um yeah. and did you see this uh yeah as, as an opportunity to grow because some people just do that and they just do it as a hobby and then they move on you know they never really uh not a hobby but a sideline part-time job just to make some extra money but you saw it as an opportunity to grow it bigger right it's, it's and it uses your name is in the title of the business right yeah yeah anthony's lawn care and landscaping i had such a limiting mindset i think because i didn't realize there was that much work to go around with this like you know we have 20 employees now if you were to tell me that five years ago i didn't wow. think that was possible it has grown um, a lot since we last talked. Tw- so you have twenty employees now. Yeah, you, like own trucks and are you have like equipment too that you? Yeah, bucket truck for tree removal, and we have like nine trucks now. Wow. Yeah, I just didn't. You know, you talk about abundance and that limiting mindset or expansive mindset, mm-hmm. and there's a lot more out there, a lot of times than we may realize. So let's t- well go, let's go ahead and impress people with your current figures i know you're you're forthcoming about sharing that but where what kind of growth like where are you at uh and if they, even I, I know you're willing to share the dollar amounts for the gross of the that the company's doing these days yeah. just kind of like hit them with that and then we're going to go back and i'm going to talk about your mental mindset evolution and and, the, and then you, you said there's a process or, or series of steps that you take or things that you uh, use to uh, achieve your goals and so we're going to unpack all of that but let's just start with sort of like hitting them with some where you are currently. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and so just to do a, re- a quick recap in 2016, we did about 40,000 in sales. 2017 was about 80,000. Then 2018 was around 210,000. Wow. Um, and 2019, I started doing the meditations. I know we're, we're just talking about figures now, but in February yeah. of 2019, that started. So 2019, we hit about 500,000 in sales. And then in 2020, we were at 1,030,000 in sales. Wow. So that was, that was doubled from the previous year, like half a million to a million gr- yeah. gross. And even, well, during the pandemic, I guess I'm not sure how the lawn, 
landscaping is affected by the pandemic. I guess you're not interacting with people. So, right. And, and again, I didn't even know if that was possible. I wrote the goal down every day in the present tense that I, I, you know, I made a million in 2020, we made a million in sales in 2020 and I wrote it every day, twice a day. And, um, in addition to the meditations, but, and I didn't even think it was possible, but I wrote it down anyway. So you, you met you, so it's not, so you said in, in 2019 is when you really started getting into the mindset aspect of this as it I'm sure applies to your life and your, but, but we're talking about your business in particular now, although I would be happy to hear how it's, a, it's influenced other areas of your life too. So prior to, I think you've always kind of had a positive attitude. I just kind of, I get that. Um, so, but, but you think, what was the shift? Like, how would you describe your mindset or how much that played into your life? And then what was, what was the switch in 2019? So yeah, in 2019, February, I saw your post about the 21 day abundance program on Instagram. I saw your ad for it on Instagram and I started doing those meditations twice a day for about six months. So I would start with day one and twice a day I would do it for six straight months. I would just get, because it was a seven day cycle. Right. Yeah. There's seven recordings that for the 20, yeah, you'd repeat them three times for the 21 days, but you can, obviously you went longer than that, which is, which is great. Yeah. And you did it twice a day, not just once. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went back after about six months, I did it once a day. I'd start on day one and just keep going through the cycle. I did it for two straight years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I just kept going through the cycle for two years. And something that's brilliant is you say the night before, you know, ask yourself a question the night before. And right when you wake up, answer that question. And that's how we've had some of our biggest breakthroughs is like, you know, right when you're in that, right when you wake up and you're still kind of like half asleep, I'd get my pen and paper and write down some ideas on how to improve in certain areas. That's cool. Yeah. So this so, program that I've sold a lot of and, and uh, yeah, I'm really thrilled that people, like, this is probably the biggest impactful testimonial of the effectiveness of it. But yeah, they're mainly recordings that you listen to in the morning, but there are worksheets that you fill out. And I, yeah, I, re- I recommend that you basically, um, yeah, pose a question, something you're struggling with or challenge or an opportunity. Uh, and you just say that to yourself as you're drifting off to sleep. And when you get in the morning, see if there's an answer. There may not be every morning, um, but all you need is one brilliant idea. Yeah. <laughs> What's the Can you give me like an example of a, of a, of a, an idea or a solution that came to you as a result of doing that? So I would notice a pattern. I would keep getting the same answer over and over. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be like the same day in a row, but I would say, you know, how, how do we get more customers? And I never liked home advisor because the, the salespeople were real pushy on the phone at first when they, when I first started getting phone calls from them, they're great. Now they're very helpful. But when I first started receiving phone calls from them, I'm like, I'm never signing up for them. When I would write, how do we get more customers? Uh, you know, like 10 times, right. When I woke up, the first thing that came to my mind was home advisor. I'm like, Oh no, I'm not doing that. But then I, you know, it just came to mind so many times I said, okay, I'm going to give them a call and we're going to sign up. And I was, we went through the roller coaster where you have a lot of money and then all of a sudden you have no money again. And I just kept going through that. Just real quickly, what is home advisors? I'm not familiar. Is that like a, uh, a service that helps you market your business? Yeah. Yeah. It helps you, it helps you market. And it, uh, when people are looking for like a certain service, like house cleaning or lawn mowing or something like that, they usually show up at the top and then you have to pass a background check to be listed as a provider on there. And you pay like a marketing fee. 
Okay, and so it's more like, like a listing marketing. service for yeah, it's like a listing service research and all that. Okay, and so three years prior to that, I had talked to them, but I didn't like how the fee was structured because, from my understanding, you could just get charged. You couldn't set a cap on it. Like if so many people saw it, you just have to keep paying for every lead. But now they have a feature where you can put a cap. Like I'm, I only want to spend this much per month. Okay. On the on the ad, so it's great now. And I wouldn't have discovered that because I just wrote it off. But now it's this, it's a really great service. And in particular in 2019, I mean, we don't get as many leads from them now, but that specific year it launched us because we, I went down to almost $0 again. I mean, here I am with five or six employees and just trying to make payroll every week, just struggling. And that one little thing just, you know, set us apart. And then, and it was all it's pretty much been fine from there. Now all the now that we're known, we get a lot of repeat clients too. But that was kind of the that summer. That was the summer that we finally got to the point where okay, I I think we'll be all right. Yeah. So and that came as a result of just asking that question. And 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 it's funny, yeah. When you get the same answer over and over, that's a pretty good indication that you should at least explore it. Um, I actually did a video recently where I talk about tapping into your. Uh, you're connecting with your higher self or whatever. There's different words for it. Like you could refer to it as inner wisdom, higher self, universal consciousness, whatever. Super um, conscious mind. Yeah. I mean, and I don't really care what you call it or where you think the, the answers come from as long as you at, pose the questions and just listen for an answer, you know, but I think that can be pretty powerful whether you're doing it in the version that we talked about where you, you know, pose the question before sleep or you can do it in the morning, you know, ask yourself whatever the question is that you're wanting an answer to and, and just trust. And then, be, and then you just be quiet and listen, you know? And, um, and like I said, they, they don't always come, but if they come repeatedly like that, that is a good sign. And that yeah. pay off for, for you. Oh, and that happened with a lot of things. I mean, with paying employees more, even if it didn't seem like it made sense on paper mm-hmm. and you'd be amazed. I mean, even if you're paying someone more, if it doesn't make sense on paper right away, they come to work happier and they're happier more stuff gets done. And it's a, it's a virtuous cycle instead of this, you know, trying to pay everyone minimum wage or something. No one wants to come to work. Right. You know, you have to keep getting new people. So we have really high retention with employees and, and um, you know, just treat everyone really well. It's a good supportive atmosphere for everyone. So good relationships with everyone. I mean, you have the occasional person may not work out, but. Yeah, but that's I've often heard, uh, you know, and experience too. That's often a, from the top down. You have if the owner or the person leading the thing has the right mindset, and the right intention, um, that trickles down to the people that you attract, the people you inspire to work for you, you know, and and it hopefully it resonates out to the customers too, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it became bigger than just myself with it. It's you know, the, one of the primary motivations now is we have a lot of people who have children. So it's, you know, like 40 children associated with the business, something like that. <laughs> and, wow. you know, you have employees counting on you and, and they have kids and they're counting on this job. So that's a big motivator and you want to take care of them. You want to take care of the client. So when you're centered on them, mm-hmm. more good things, almost it seems like more good things come to, towards the business. Yeah. When you're centered on, you know, when you're really focused on those things. Um, really helping people. 
So I'm sure you have like a toolbox of things that you've used, but we're since we are kind of talking about affirmations, I'm just curious, like to get your input since you, you know, immersed yourself for two years in this, this specific program. Not and everybody has has to do that program or do the same ones over and over again. But just let's just talk or speak to, if you don't mind, Anthony, like the power of affirmations. Like, how do you think that they work? What's your what's your thought process on why they work, how they work? Uh, and what what made a difference when you started doing it more regularly? Yeah. I think the biggest thing, and and we talked about it when we're talking about a limiting belief system. Mm-hmm. You know what's possible. I think when you're doing those those affirmations every day, you start trying things, even if you don't think it's possible. For example, we started saying, well we should get a deposit for, for the jobs we do. Or, you know, some people are willing to prepay for the service for a percentage off and they're totally fine with that. Um, you know, just trying different things like that, that before I wouldn't have tried, like I used to underbid jobs because I would think, Oh man, no one has that kind of money to spend on their, on their landscaping. I can't ask that much. But then if we didn't ask that much, we'd actually lose $800 on the job. Right. So I started really asking for what we need to grow at a sustainable rate. And I think the affirmations help that because you, you know, like I am worthy, like you, instead of doing the self-sabotage thing, you're, you're changing your whole belief system to, you know, success is good. Success is okay. It's okay to succeed because if you don't succeed, you can't help anyone else. But if you do, you know, the more success you have, the more you can share that with other people. So my belief system changed with that doing the meditations each day. And so I started to go to jobs and figure out what we actually needed. And I became very comfortable with asking uh, for those kind of rates on, on particular jobs. And to my amazement, people were a hundred percent. A lot of people were a hundred percent fine with it. I mean, that's most, awesome. you know, yeah. so, and I didn't, I didn't anticipate that. It was just always a self-limiting, you know, I would say people couldn't afford it even if they Never even said that. It's all in your in your head. I think, yeah. I think a lot of the ills of the world comes down to people just uh, having a lack of self worth or, or or lack of valuing themselves. And for whatever reason, whether it was some something they were you know said to them, because we often said, or it's, it's been said. I don't know how true it is scientifically or psychologically that a lot of your beliefs are kind of ingrained by the age of seven. You know, and so yes. If you didn't have supportive parents or you had people saying negative things to you, yeah, there's there, uh, there, there's a lot of that stuff. We're running on autopilot with these thoughts of unworthiness and assumptions about what can and can't happen in your life and opportunities. And so, um, and a lot of people think that they're kind of stuck with that, but you uh, showed that and you, you suffered from some of that at least. Uh, too. Yeah, my early childhood was rough. And I watched you, you're saying this, I watched a YouTube video talking about the, you know, usually zero ages zero to seven that will shape the rest of your life because you're like in a theta brainwave. Yeah. I know more about it than I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, And that's what attracted me to your system. That's why I did it for two years because I just became, (laughs) because I knew my childhood was rough and maybe that had to do with the self-sabotage. So I was reading this thing or watching some YouTube videos that said, if you, if you meditate and you're saying these positive affirmations, like in your program Mm -hmm. and you're in a theta brainwave, like while you're meditating, you're saying these things, it actually changes your, your brain and it will actually change the results. So you don't get stuck in that, 
because they say you're in a theta brainwave until you're about seven. So everything that's coming at you, you becomes part of your subconscious. Yeah. But that you can actually change that by doing, being in a state of mind, in a theta state of mind while you're meditating or sleeping. Like mm-hmm. I would listen to your, your uh, meditations before bed too. Like, I mean, I really went, I went all in with this. Cause I was like, I got it. I have to change my mind because even that year we made 200,000 dollars in sales, I still made nothing personally. And I right. thought, how could I make 200,000 in sales and still not? It's almost as if I was finding a way to sabotage. Like I could make $10 million and still walk away with nothing. Right. Yeah. A lot of people do. <laughs> so um, I said, I got to correct this. And for people who don't know, like I, even I, if you don't know what a theta state is or how to get there, uh, I probably would get, I mean, you could certainly do some research and, 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 uh, but I, I think that the most important thing is just having this practice of telling yourself those positive messages. Cause a lot of people think that they're kind of stuck there, but mm-hmm. you seem to be a, uh, saying, uh, an, an ex- and a prime ex- example of how you can change that programming. Um, and it's not that you don't slip back into it. You know, we're all, we always think that they're entire lives, we're going to hear some level and maybe a significant level that negative self-talk or that inner critic or whatever, yes. but you just learn to sort of override it, not necessarily resisting it or fighting with it, uh, but getting uncomfortable terms with it and going, no, I got a, a clearer message here that's coming through. <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, that's why I'll do meditations like this for the rest of my life and, uh, and listen to motivational books and, and programs. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, even if you know all the stuff, it's still great to hear it again because it's sure. still it, it's almost like the airplane where they say it's off course 94 percent or 96 percent of right. the time course corrections yeah yeah, the course correction i know you've heard that a lot and uh and that's what i that's why i love personal development because you put in you know you listen to an audio program or you know you're listening to someone who teaches personal development like yourself or brian tracy or someone like that and it gets you right back on course because mm-hmm. our our amygdala, right? That part of our brain is kind of focused on the negative because that pr- kept us alive when we were right. a long looking time for, ago. Looking for the dangers in our environment and the saber-toothed tigers and all that. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so um, I think it's important to always listen to positive material. Yeah, and it, and it has to be a regular a regular habit because yeah, you can, it's not like a one and done kind of kind of thing. Okay, I'm I'm feeling positive. I'm now I don't have to do that anymore. You have to really yeah make it a practice. Just like you know, for people that want to keep their bodies in shape, they got to work out or they have yeah. to be, maintain yep. physical activity. Um, so let but uh, so this is great. Thank you for confirming the power of affirmations, which just happens to be the title of. <laughs> My my new book that's coming out, um, but what the, what the, so let, let's go over some other tools. I know that's not the only thing, and so I'm just curious. Everybody has their have different things that work for them, and so I'm just curious. Like, share um, what are some other things? Either they're authors or books or what other. Do you have any other practices that you put into place that help you? Yeah, uh, I write my goals in the present tense. I learned that from Brian Tracy. Mm-hmm you know, thinking of some things you want in life and then writing it as if you already have it. I know a lot of other people talk about this, right? uh, but that's where I, that's where I learned it. And so at least once a day, sometimes twice a day, I'll write in the present tense that I have, well, for three years I was writing that we had the house that Nicole and I just bought, my wife and I just bought. Oh, how sweet. Just recently purchased it. Yeah, we just did. And, and it seemed out of my mind, like there's no way I could ever have you know, a big house with a pool, like, but I wrote it down for three years in the present tense as if I already had it. 
and, and two months the same thing with got it. dollar business right yeah same thing like i was writing down in 2018 i started doing that like i started writing down we made 200,000 in sales and then 2019 we made 500,000 in revenue and 2020 we made 1 million and even as a, as i'm writing it it's like there's no way we could get to a million though like i right. thought there's no way and then you know certain things you combine that with the meditations and now you're you're noticing opportunities maybe you didn't notice before mm-hmm. or you're hiring better people because you're looking for better people now and and then it happens so yeah writing the goals in the present tense first thing in the morning and before you go to bed ideally I mean, I did that for a couple of years. Now I'm, I probably do it two to three times a week. Now I write those in the present tense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all, and the thing, and I think yeah. what you, you pointed out every year you did, you did, you set those goals and you actually reached them for those three, those, those, but, but, and I think it's great that you pointed this out that you quite often were going, there's just no way. So it's, so that just speaks to, it's okay to, to, to doubt like the, yeah. the uh, doubt these affirmations. If you hear your mind going, that's not right. You know, just keep doing them anyway. Yeah, just keep doing it anyway. Yes. Uh, because obviously you can override that, but it's not like a lot of people give up and they go, Oh, this is crap. I'm not going to, you know, it's not authentic. And there is something to be said for stating your affirmations in terms that feel authentic and truthful. I mean, if it's really making you feel worse to say them, um, then just say something. Instead of, I make a million dollars, you say, I'm open and receptive to my business growing uh, this year. You know, it's, you make it more softer or general if, it, if that helps you. Um, but there's something to be said for the fake it till you make it approach too, you know? Yeah. Or maybe the business that someone's currently in. Like if you you owned a video rental store, like Family Video or, or Blockbuster, like that didn't, even if you said the affirmations, maybe that business won't work. But that's maybe, true. Maybe those affirmations, you you change it to, I found the perfect business to get into and you and you write that in the present tense and you get into something that does work. Yeah. Because I don't know how long I would have wrote, wrote down every morning. I made a million dollars with my landscape business uh, in sales. If, if I was like on year five or six, I don't, I might look for another avenue. Right. After a while. But right. in this you, instance, you have to pay attention because really, well, when it, when it comes to dollars amounts, when you're, when other people are, you're relying on other people to send money your way, there is this certain interaction with the marketplace. And so no matter, yeah, if you're just not connecting with an audience that has the, the income and they're in the, in the interest in investing in that thing, uh, you still might struggle. Um, so, yeah. so, so I actually did a, and I don't want to, uh, get too like, um, this, this is not. I don't think this is negative in, in any any way. There's there's a book that came out years ago called "Do What You Love and the Money Will Follow." Yeah, I did, a, I did a video years ago. It's called "Do What You Love and the Money Might Follow," <laughs> if what you're do, what you love uh, intersects with 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 the with the market a need or a want in the world. Um, yes. So there is that. So yeah, having so an affirmation like "I make a million dollars" is relying on other people to take action to make that happen. Uh, and you'd always don't have control over what all you can, all you can control is how you show up in that scenario. So you, I assume your focus was on how you're going to run your business, the service you're going to provide, yeah. and that's going to lend itself to something that's worthy of people, uh, enough people paying that amount to get to that number. Yeah. And if you see other people that are making that, like there's other landscape companies in town doing three to 5 million in sales a year. So if it's possible, yeah, you know, you know, you could eventually get there, but if there's no one else doing it and there, there's not much of a market for that anymore. 
like if we were selling, you remember like the beepers or the pagers? Oh yeah. yeah. I always always (laughs) use that example. Like you would make, obviously you'd make a lot more with smartphones than selling those. Yeah. We could do. So yeah, it does. I like how you said it has to intersect. Like it, it still has to be a possibility where other people are doing it. Right. And, so, and, and it's at me or, or you can you know, create a demand for it. That's a little bit tougher, but I just had a funny thought. It'd be like to see somebody go into the beeper and VHS tape rental business. <laughs> if you combine those, do you, do you not think even DVD, but VHS, but I bet you, I mean, it amazes me that cassettes and vinyl made it, made a comeback. I bet you somebody could actually do something with that if they wanted to. You never but, know. It could, it could just be like this funny thing. Yeah. That's trending. And then Betamax, buy it a Betamax store. Yeah. Like maybe people would buy it as a joke and, and it would catch on. You never yeah. know. Anything's possible. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, but yeah, so this is, this is, this is great. Um, yeah, this is awesome. Any other uh, like books that you recommend or, you know, you mentioned Brian Tracy and maybe Tony Robbins, um, any other pe- and things that you recommend that we maybe haven't talked about that you were tools to help you with your growth? Yeah, there's a guy, there's a couple, one was trained by Tony Robbins. His name's Eli Wild. He's extremely helpful because he's talking about, you know, they, they're teaching sales and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's him and another guy named Jeremy Miner that have okay. been really influential because they talk about when you're meeting with clients and, you know, your how much your presence matters. Like, you know, your intentions and things people can see that. Like if you're there to actually help them and you're really there to help them, not just to make a sale, but you're actually really there to help them. And those guys talk a lot about that and they have really wonderful sales training programs for when you're meeting with clients and things like that, that definitely helped. Uh, Brian Tracy, a book I really, a a book I really like by him is believe it to achieve it. And a lot of it's about forgiving yourself and forgiving your others and getting all of that off of your chest. Um, Yeah, that's helpful. Pretty, pretty touchy feely stuff for uh, for a for a business guy, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's important. Well, because yeah. there can be grudges and stuff that you have that can hold you back. Like maybe you went, had a bad relationship and you don't want to be in a relationship, romantic relationship with anyone because right. you're still hanging on to that. If you forgive them and forgive yourself, it opens you up to to beginning a new relationship properly and in, in the probably in the best way possible. Yeah, I guess so. That's awesome. Um, but I just really I want to commend you and congratulate you, yeah, on the success of your business and how you and I, and, and let's also uh, acknowledge um, the the role that hard work plays in to this. I mean, we're talking about a lot of the mindset stuff and things you do when you're you know, drifting off to sleep and get up in the morning. But you had to put in a lot of hours, and I'm sure you still do to make yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was fifteen to eighteen hours a day for a few years there. Did, are you so are with the, with twenty employees now? Are you able to to uh, relax a little bit more, or, or at least not uh, be so hands on? Absolutely. I mean, last year, or the year before, I probably wouldn't have had the time to really interact and be engaged in a in a Zoom meeting because you were all always had to be be on the site or on the, or managing somebody or whatever. Yeah, or you know, the first some of the people we've had, I'd have to be at the job site, or else it's not getting done. Right. So I have to actually just be there the whole time and just stay there all day. But now we have people who are, you know, self-motivated where you don't have to be there. And I think some of my crews get more done if I'm not there 
<laughs> you get in the way now. Yeah, kind of. It's really odd because that wasn't the case a year or two ago. But I know, so I, yeah, I am a different, I mean, I've always been entrepreneurial, but more in the solo entrepreneur realm. So I would never actually, I would probably never have an interest in building a company that had, you know, 20 employees or even several. Um, I just have a couple of freelancers that do specific things these days. Um, uh, but to, to run that type of company, there's probably different stages. Like you said, at, at, there's, there's some points when you're working a lot as you're building it and trying to figure out, wait, well, yeah, I'm paying all these people. There's nothing left over. So it's, 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 it's and, and I've listened to uh, How I Built This by Guy Raz. It's, a, it's a, a, a podcast that's fascinating. But all these success stories, these successful companies, they had to endure incredible challenges and t- times when the business was almost going to fail, but they hung in there with oh, it. Yeah. I'm sure you've had that roller coaster ride too. Like so many times. Yeah. And you may hit it again <laughs> if, you, if you go to two or three million, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was so many times where it's like, why am I even doing this? I, my employees made more than me the first few years. <laughs> right. It's like, what, you know, people are questioning me, like, why are you even doing it? And, but I knew if I hung on long enough, we'd get to see the, the returns and it took about four to five years. Right. So you to, knew there was a benefit there. Are you, you knew that, that it, and maybe just even from seeing that other landscaping companies or other, other, even they don't have to be landscaping companies, you know, it's possible. Um, you know, maybe didn't know how to get there initially, but just from staying with it and staying as positive as you could looking for opportunities instead of what's wrong. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That kind of gives you the fuel to get through those tough times. Yeah. And I look back and I think what, Oh my gosh can't believe I did that. Yeah. And thank God I stuck with it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had some, some friends, uh, our, our lawyer, he really urged me to stick with it. He said, no, just stick with it in the long run. He said, I've seen other people have a business similar to yours. Mm-hmm. Just stick with it. You know, it'll be, it'll be nice. worth it. in you know, five, six years. Yeah. And now we're seeing numbers where, I mean, I looked at our accounting software the other day and I thought there's a malfunction. I said, there's no, like we actually made, I, I, I probably checked it five times just to make sure. I really make a profit. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the profits that now are like, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And you were, you're saying, you, you know, being a solopreneur, I, I think about that though, sometimes about how, you know, maybe in five, 10 years, I don't, maybe I sell this, I'm not sure. Or maybe the key employees take it over. Because I I do have that urge that something's calling me at some point to get into the personal development field wow, and start yeah. helping with that, helping other people with that. And what I love about what you're doing is you can reach millions of people and you don't have to have 50 employees and right and all that. And you can still help so many lives in that way with good videos. And your your videos are phenomenal, by the way. Oh, thanks. And, and I love the graphics. So they're very well done. And your voice is perfect on the meditations. Thank you. So, yeah. And, I, yeah, and I, I would love to possibly do that one day. Something well, like cool. that. Cool. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, that's and you've got the you've got the track record to be able to have the, you know, yeah, to, to be able to pull that off. And um, I was going to say, you know, if you look at my own journey, even though it's totally different than 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 years, but there's definitely been an evolution. My earlier, early videos, the graphics were minimal, kind of cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, I would look back on them now and they see that was kind of cheesy looking, you know, but I, I've, so I've upgraded the quality of the videos and I, I'm always trying to upgrade the quality, the audio 
equipment and I get more comfortable speaking the affirmations and using my voice and all that. Um, and so thank you for noticing that. Yeah, that I almost want rather people, let's like any artist or creative, you want people to see your most recent work because that's your best work, you know. But, Absolutely. Um, I mean, and I don't, there's a good market in that in personal development, right? I mean, yeah, you'd have to, I mean, you'd have to put the time in to develop the audience. And so I, the same kind of journey that five year. Yeah. Yes. It was smaller. And it's all started with a sense of play. I was putting these things out just uh, as curious if anybody would be interested. And and I wasn't happy with the things, similar things that I was seeking out as a consumer, you know, when I was looking for affirmations and guided meditations, I thought, I think I can, I think I can pull this off. And uh, other people liked it too. And I was waiting, you know, like so I even write in this new book, The Power of Affirmations, about how when I started posting more of these things on YouTube, I was like bracing myself for backlash from my old music marketing crowd or whatever. Mm. And I never really got any backlash that people just, I mean, if they, if they didn't like, if anybody didn't like it or thought I was getting too weird or, or whatever, they didn't express it to me. And I just got more and more subscribers and a lot of people like you stuck with me through it all, you know? And Yeah. Yeah, so, I was excited because I had just heard all that about about how you could actually change your mind, even if the first years of your life were rough. Yeah. Because for a minute, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm doomed. I was stu- yeah, I would like people to just think that this is how I am, this is how I think, this is how I feel. I'm stuck with it. But no, you can actually... And now the longer it's been that those those negative patterns have been there, it's probably going to take it's going to take a while of of, rep, of repetition to sort of root them out or to, to to shift your set point. I guess you might call it. You know, we all have something like a set point that we go back to. That's why the daily repetition is so helpful. And you're just a prime example of doing that. You know, and shifting your mindset to where it becomes more and more of an unconscious. You know, for a while you got to monitor your thoughts, and you got to go. Oh no, I don't want to. I don't want to think that way. I want to steer to what I want, not what I don't want. Um, but after a while, it becomes probably more of a natural state of your go-to frame frame of mind. Would, would you would you say that's true with with you? Definitely. Oh, cool. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. It, it's not like it was all positive at first. It was. Yeah. And so yeah. you still have negative thoughts, but you it's <laughs> very easier to to weather. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's um, much better now. So, so Anthony, this has been fabulous. So, just in case someone is 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 in your area or knows someone that lives, and it's Bloomington, Indiana, right? Bloomington, Indiana. Anthony's Lawn Care and Landscaping. Anthony's Lawn Care and Landscaping. If you if you want awards from local press or readers' polls or whatever, right? Go figure. Yeah. It was right as we started listening to the, as I started listening to the meditations. That's cool. It's right when that happened, and it's. I, yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all, but we got nominated and won two years in a row. So the best the best landscape company in Bloomington uh, from our local newspaper. So that's awesome. I cool. love those so, guys at the Herald Times. They're very nice. So folks, if anybody wanted to reach out to you or whatever, they can just uh, search for that and find the website. And um, I'm sure they could find you that that way, probably on yep. Facebook and so on too. Yeah, Anthony's Lawn Care and Landscaping, BloomingtonLandscape.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Again, congratulations. I appreciate you sharing the, the story, and I'm just happy for the, whatever role I played in your uh, success and well-being. Yeah. I mean, I think it's been one of the most important roles because, like I said, it led to the confidence to apply other things I had learned. So I think that at the core 
is what has made all the difference is, is your programs and meditation. So thank you so much for well, doing what you do. I'm flattered and honored that you, that you, that you said that. All right, Annie, or <laughs> Anthony, thanks a lot. Take care and I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Bob. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I have a favor to ask. Go ahead and share this with three friends right now. Certainly, you can think of two or three people who could use an inspiring message. You know, there's so much negativity and bad news in the world. Why not be a source of positive vibrations? I'd greatly appreciate it, and your friends will appreciate it even more. Also, if you're able to leave a podcast review on whatever platform you're listening to this on, please do so. That could very well help the podcast reach even more people. Thanks a lot. I think you're awesome and have a great day.